This is Monday, January 10th, and we're going into week two of our series entitled The Question. How much do you know? I remember when I was in college, one of my professors was blind. He taught in the Bible department, and I took a number of courses from him on the Old Testament. Being in his class was a treat. He loved scripture. He was passionate about it. We called him the wheel because he would get so excited teaching that he would spin around. (laughs) Because he was blind, we had to make an audio recording of all of our papers that we submitted. We would hand in the typewritten copy to his teaching assistant, but he would listen to our papers audibly. Then when our recording was over, he would record a message of his own and also give us our grade. We'd get the cassette tape back, And that's how we would know how we did. Now, one thing I learned from this professor was the power of knowledge. If you've ever ever seen a book written in Braille, you know how large those books are. To accommodate letters made of dots punched onto paper, these books are large. They're cumbersome. Often our professor would bring his Braille books of the Bible to class. But most often... He came without them because it was too difficult to tote them around. They were just too large. For this reason, he committed vast portions of the Bible to memory and would quote chapter after chapter in our classes. One day, a student asked him how he could memorize so much scripture. And this is what he said. He said, I do not have the privilege of forgetting. He explained how if we forgot a phone number, well, we could look it up. But he could not, so that when he heard something, he knew that he didn't have the privilege of forgetting. Now, this week, we are looking at the limits of wisdom and knowledge. Here's our text for today. Ecclesiastes 1, verse 14 to 16. I have seen everything that is done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity, and a striving after the wind. What is crooked cannot be made straight. What is lacking cannot be counted. I said in my heart, I have acquired great wisdom, surpassing all who were over Jerusalem before me. My heart has had great experience of wisdom and knowledge. Now remember from last week, the writer of Ecclesiastes, sometimes we call him the preacher or the teacher, decided to do a thorough study of life in our world, what he calls life under the sun. Now, his purpose was to find the meaning of life, to find what would provide him with ultimate meaning. Now, there's a wonderful story that connects King Solomon, the likely writer of this book, to the whole topic of wisdom. His father was immensely successful in uniting the people of Israel. He was also successful in battle. Now, with the kingdom well established, the people needed a different sort of leader. The Lord came to Solomon as he was beginning his reign and offered to give Solomon whatever he requested. Now, Solomon could have asked for great wealth or fame or success, and the Lord would have granted his request. But instead, he asked the Lord to provide him with wisdom so that he might lead well. Now, at this point in the book of Ecclesiastes, The teacher asks whether pursuing wisdom will open the way to find meaning in life. I think this is something we've come to believe. 
we're tempted to think that education is the solution for all the ills of society. Now, it is true education is helpful for us, but it is not in our learning where ultimate meaning can be found. The teacher tells us that first, everything under the sun, everything in our world is empty. Now, he's not discarding wisdom or learning as unimportant. He's telling us that it is not ultimate. And actually, knowledge can become a trap for us. How so? Well, first, we can become so puffed up with knowledge, so enamored of our wisdom, that we, well, we cannot really learn. Sometimes, this is called the curse of knowledge. We think we already know it all, so we're not teachable. We no longer grow. We lose humility and get stuck. And the teacher would say, this is meaningless. Those that know the most should actually be the most humble. You would think that in the process of learning, they would be even more aware of how much they do not know. Actually, at the time of Jesus, there was an entire religious movement based on acquiring secret knowledge. These people were filled with pride and assumed that their knowledge would bring them up to God. But they're sadly mistaken. And second, well, there's no end to knowledge and the pursuit of wisdom. You'll never reach the end of study and books and learning. We hear this later in the book of Ecclesiastes. Here's chapter 12, verse 12. Of the making of many books there is no end, and much study is a weariness of the flesh. <laughs> I can vouch for the joy of learning, but also the weariness of it. I read one or two books a week, and for every book I read, there are three or four more I wish I had time to read. But the end is usually weariness. It's work more than fun, and it can actually be exhausting. This is not where we find life. And third, knowledge does nothing to change the things we know about. We can learn all about cancer, but that doesn't mean we can cure it. Leaning, learning does not automatically lead to solutions. It can, but often does not. The promise of learning is that, is that, we, that it, it tends to push us, to push us to trust it, to think that it's solving. And again, this is not the case. Now, I want to go back to my professor. On our final exam on the book of Psalms, he asked us to record three psalms from memory, and then to write a brief commentary on each one of those psalms. Now, it was then that most students realized that though they had studied, there was much they did not know. How many psalms do you know from memory? How much do all of us, any of us, really know? Yes, the limits of our knowledge should lead us to God, to worship, to acknowledging His glory. Here's the Apostle Paul from the book of Romans. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments, how un inscrutable his ways. It's Romans 11.33. Yes, all that we might come to know, all the wisdom we might accumulate, will not reveal to us the mind of God and the purpose of our world. Yet in Christ, all is revealed for us to know. What we would not achieve or know is actually made known in him. Let's pray. Lord God, our only wise, all-knowing Father, 
Forgive us for our pride and our foolish ways. We've made a YouTube video to explain everything in our world, but we've missed you. Point us to Jesus as we consider the question of our world. Show us afresh that he is our wisdom. For in your name we pray. Amen.